two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal, sequel, hate, and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive It is May 16th, 2019 My name is Zach Weber And I have a guy who's not playing Batman next Zanger Hmm God, I wish I was. I feel like I could do a better job. Hold on. Let me take a long drink real quick. Oh, that goes down smooth. Not like the casting of Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I like how we how we find these weird pop culture things that Zenger doesn't like, and we focus on them on this Star Wars podcast. And not the nerdy, geeky pop culture podcast that Zenger hosts. I know. It's like I calm down enough by the time I record those to where I'm sort of sane by that point. I think interesting that all this news breaks the day that we're always recording these episodes. It's great. And it's not like Zingness is now recorded like a week out instead of like week of. So now it's like I can't even respond to new stuff instantly. And you're hearing this like two weeks after it happens. So that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Exactly. So by the time you're hearing this, a real world Zenger has definitely cooled down. Yes, I've probably stopped um, staring at Batman stuff and screaming why. Bruce Wayne, Batman, Robert Pattinson aside, tonight's topic, if people haven't already turned off, is Game of Thrones. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that last episode that started a petition. I hope you enjoyed the episode that we're talking about that came, you know, this episode comes out a week after the finale. Yes. Yes, a petition has been started for them to redo it all because, and mind you, these people, these are the people who are going to be working on the next Star Wars, right? Yes, that's good. Forward to more petitions being signed. Oh boy. Tonight's topic is fixing the Phantom Menace. Zenger, a couple of months ago, or maybe a few months ago, maybe a year ago, I have no idea. It all starts to blur together after a while. I could look it up. Nah, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to. <laughs> we did an episode called Fixing Attack of the Clones because we Which all know. Yelling. Yes, because we all know Zenger has like a weird sort of like anger hard on for that film. And I figured, let's, you know what, it's the, the concluding episode of Phantom Menace May. Let's delve into everybody's second favorite prequel film. It's disturbing that that's how this has to be described. Is it either the second favorite or the second least favorite? It's in the middle. <laughs> Which is strange, considering all the hate this film got about, like, five to ten years ago. It was misplaced. You all should have turned it to the next one. No. So, Zanger, with that in mind, I guess the first question, if we're going to be fixing The Phantom Menace... This is an important question, because I've been, aside from other things, mulling this over my head, so... Ooh, Zanger's actually thought about a topic in advance. It's not just him looking up, like, video game quotes or Force Unleashed stuff. The current gross for um, Endgame is... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 
Um, no. So my first question is to you, Zenger. If we're fixing the Phantom Menace, are we automatically taking Jar Jar out? Oh, that wasn't what I was going to go for. But um, as I've said before, he's kind of just there. Okay. You can keep him in. I'm not. I'm not saying that you have to take him out. It's, most people like like last week when we talked with Josh, that was like the first thing he was like like cutting out of the film. I'm indifferent. Okay. So. My my bigger question, what I've been scratching my head about, is are we doing this where it was my previous rules, where it has to begin and end with the same beats? Or okay. is it something to where, because if you do it enough, you technically change the entire prequels. Well, the beginning, obviously, I don't think that applies, because the beginning can begin whatever, technically. Um, this film could technically be the beginning right before Anakin and Obi-Wan get into the elevator, on Coruscant, they could be getting like a, a thing of milk. Oh, wait, this this could begin with Jar Jar breaking the headdress. Exactly. Interesting. <laughs> and I guess the second thing is, uh, or going back, well, okay, before we get into your rules, is that I guess if you want, I I that's the weird thing with this film is that this film is so far removed from the events that later. Like it's weird. This film does a lot of table setting that's kind of thrown out the window for the rest of the two films of the prequels. Yeah, like it's funny. It does a lot of like world building, but not for a, a world lot. no one cared about. Well, it was world building that George Lucas really wouldn't like directly follow in the coming years. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this world building and then just do whatever the hell I want. Pretty much. I think I found a quote from him somewhere saying something like, oh. Saying like, that? <laughs> no, he said something like 70% of the ideas I had for the prequels back during like the 70s and 80s is in Revenge of the Sith. And that's it. Like, like everything else like previous to that film is just like filler I thought up on the spot. <laughs> um, I'm going to lift a huge not surprise sign real quick. Yeah, but like that was that was Lucas though. Lucas did like that. That was kind of this like the the sheer brilliance slash insanity of him was that like he did whatever he wanted. Like like he didn't have any plan. Like that's the fun thing about Star Wars is like Star Wars. How many films was it supposed to be? It depended on which way the wind blew. It could go anywhere from twelve to nine to six or even three, Perfect. depending on when you interview. Like it's funny. Everyone keeps digging up all these like old interviews with like Richard Marquand from like nineteen eighty three. And like he's like, oh, Lucas told me about nine films. Then there'll be another like 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 um, interview of Lucas saying, nope, there's only there's only gonna be six, there's only gonna be six. And I don't even know if I'm gonna do the other three because I don't think I don't think I want to do them just yet. And it's like it's so weird. And then it's like then obviously we have the infamous quote he did in like 2005 where someone's like, is there ever gonna be episode seven? And he's like, no. So the rules, I guess, for this because um, there are no I, rules. Good. Um, cause I was sitting there and this, and this is what led me to have a moment where I kind of stopped what I was doing and kind of went, Oh my God, he did it. That crazy bastard did it. Uh, and I just like to think that somewhere George Lucas was sitting there and going, Oh man, the, this special noodle platter is so good. It's just so yummy. And then he turns to look at a non-existent camera, but directly into my soul and goes, I got you. You thought you were going to get me by saying that he shouldn't have been from tattooing. You thought you were going to get me. Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. He goes back to eating his noodles. Because that, that, that was my biggest thing. Was I was going to be like, first thing, we don't go to tattooing. He's not from there. We're not going to deal with that. And I'm like, 
Encore un. I. Dang it! He has to be from tattooing. Why is it to be from Tatooine? I don't know. It's just something to where it's like, it, I, it makes sense because of his aunt and uncle being from there. I mean, being there too, and I just so can't, I don't. Know. <laughs> well, I, that's the, well, I think that like the weird thing with Star Wars is that like you have to like the problem is that Lucas looked at Star Wars very cynically ever since like Empire Strikes Back. Like, there's no reason for them to go back to Tatooine and even return of the Jedi. Other than the fact that it's like, oh, like it's familiar. People know what it is. But that's the thing. I was trying to get my my whole argument to be like, we don't need to go to tattooing. He's like, I I personally, my thing is, and this would be a drastic change, which goes probably against Zach's rules, and he's gonna tell me to cut it. Um, <laughs> is I would like for Anakin to be vaguely established as a Jedi before him and Obi Wan meet. That way, he could be an accomplished pilot. Or he could have been that. But he's somebody who's very powerful, but once and craves more power, that's what starts to lead him down the path to the dark side. I completely don't care about a love story in my thing. It doesn't exist because it doesn't need to exist because my Vader, I feel, was after power and just happened to get somebody pregnant and didn't know that she was <laughs> pregnant. And she kind of <laughs> ran off because she's like, I can't take him being evil. <laughs> and runs away. I like that. I like the idea of Vader accidentally, like him being like a deadbeat dad. I like that. Well, that's that's the thing. It it kind of sets that up in the original Star Wars. Because because the whole thing with Obi Wan sitting there going, the Emperor knew that if Vader were to have any, if that if sorry, if Anakin were to have any offspring, they would be a threat to him. I know. And then Lucas became a father, and he threw that all out the window. Yeah. So then there, so there, there's that, 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 that could be something. And like I said, it always implied to me that the Clone Wars were older than they really were. And that, that Vader might've been going down that path for a while longer and that he was becoming more machine over time. And that that's how he was using to augment himself and everything. And I don't know that that's, that's always the headcanon I had until the prequels. Well, is that there was this like that that he just became more and more evil as time went on, not knowing that one he he broke the heart of the one he loved, and the whole chosen one crap. I'm not even going to mention in either one of my telling. So if you're hooked on that, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Wait, 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 can you repeat that? I'm not touching the chosen one crap because it's crap. If you're into that, I'm just going to say too bad. Not my, not my redoing of this movie. So basically, okay, what you want from this is basically Anakin being what? How much older? Okay, is Padme here? Does he know Padme? I would still say Padme's around and is a character, but it's they fall out with each other because he's craving more power and kind of abandons her. And that's when she's and like, is, and this is happening this early in the pre. No, 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 no. This happens later. It kind of oh. gets that they're together, like that starts this whole thing. But that he just continued, like you see it when he's younger is, and, and I'll, I'll do this better when I do like my more to the rules with it. But I just, I just always felt that he was a character that craved power and that just kept on trying to get more powerful. And that end, ended up being his downfall was that he, even though he had all this power, he still was beaten by Obi-Wan. 
you are skipping way ahead. I know. I'm. I'm just saying that. That's the problem. Is if you this is fixing and, the Phantom Menace, not fixing Revenge of the Sith. But if you, if you, the problem is there's a certain point to where if you fix something at one point, it drastically changes everything. Well, I think that's fair to oh, say. Oh crap! It's Captain America. He's got a philosopher. I mean, he's got a stone that I need to put in. Hold on. <laughs> Keeping it timely, folks, with our references. Got it. Got. Got to get that timeline back on track, there, Zach. Oh man, that film makes less and less sense every single time I think about it. Don't think about it. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, okay. So how? It, okay, as I was thinking about this, and I, I think like I've already said, Phantom Mass is so far removed from the timeline that it's kind of like you can do whatever you want with it, as long as it doesn't. Like I, I don't agree with Zenger's rules that like it has to line up perfectly. If, if I, the character, I guess, with what I said with the other one is. You can't just completely change things. Stuff still has to kind of the characters have to end at the same place, same place they would in the original cut of it. You can just change with the middle, but or change think... change the change everything to, to a second before the credits, and then they just have to be in the same spot. I they, do I don't I don't agree with that though because I think one of the things that doesn't make sense in the prequel trilogy, like the rom like the romance in like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I don't think is bad. I think the problem is that it's not established at all because it kind of makes Padme look like a creeper. It's yeah. like she she looks like she's about sixteen in the Phantom Menace, and he looks like he's about eight. And it's like, oh man, this. this but according this... to the great Weird Al song, she was um she was fourteen. He was nine. She was fourteen. Yes, that that is that is indeed true. That is canon, and that's what's so weird is that like. I cannot imagine a 14-year-old girl looking at a nine-year-old boy and being like, I find him cute on a semi-romantic level. I just, I cannot wrap my head around that concept. Then never mind 10 years later, when she's 24 and he's 19, she's like, I, I get it. Maybe she finds him attractive, but like, he'd be firmly placed in the friend zone. Like, firmly. Right, just slammed right into that friend zone. I mean, then that's the thing. You know, maybe if he was older and, you know, my thing, my idea was something that was there, it could work. Just saying. Well, I think in a weird way, too, is that, like, if you are going to do the Anakin Padme romance, and, like, kind of like you were saying, we're, we're kind of playing with the entire trilogy, not just this film. Well, I feel it should be a more one sided thing after a certain point. That's where she was in deeply in love with him and that he broke her heart by kind of abandoning her to seek out power. Is I think a more interesting thing than yeah, but you gotta keep the thing about Anakin though as a character, and I think Lucas kind of missed this was that you gotta make him likable throughout all three films. No, you don't. No, because the whole point, yes, you do, because you can't just okay. What happens? It happened in the actual prequel trilogy itself is that if you make Anakin unlikable and he turns to the dark side, he goes from like a, like a, a shade of gray. Like the darkest shade of gray to black, and it's like, oh, whoop de doo, where'd he go there? He went from a 9.9 to a 10. And it's like, whoa, I think you have to make him likable to a degree. In that, like, yes, you can make him cocky and arrogant, but over time, he goes from like, like, I, I still feel there's a check. It's kind of like what the Clone Wars, the animated series, did, not, not the one that Zenger loves. I'm no. talking about the one where the clones talk about their feelings every 10 seconds. It's awful. It's they won't shut up. I know. There's a lot of episodes of that show of them just, just oh god, uh, barfing their feelings into the audience's face. I, I feel like I need to get one of those therapist like couches and place the TV on there, and I watch the show, and 
and ask them how they feel now. Oh yeah, it's it's. I, I haven't rewatched that show a lot, but like, when mind I this, you, I do enjoy the show. It's just I got in nitpick. I, I feel like I have to say that every now and then to remind people that yes, I do like that show. I just love nitpicking it for that for the sense of. They they gave the soldiers feelings, and in the other one, they gave them badassery instead. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so, I, okay. Like we'll we'll get like during the three years we have to wait for another Star Wars film after Rise of Skywalker, we'll certainly delve into that show more and more. Oh, um, you mean our yearly visit of the Clone Wars? No, you mean Clone Wars? Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, no more no more Clone Wars discussion. Dang it! Ma- I'll just keep ma- bringing it up. Maybe in 2023 for its 10 year or for its 20 year anniversary, we'll we'll get we'll go back to that. Well, it'll be a 20 year. It'll be our 20 year anniversary. It'll be a 20 year anniversary of the actual show and our five year anniversary of our first uh, episode devoted to it. Nice. That's how we know we hit it, folks. We start having anniversary discussions about the anniversary discussions. Um, uh, but no. But going back to this though, I think part of it is like. What happened in the Clone Wars show is that you like Anakin has this weird thing. You watch him in Attack of the Clones, and he's a whiny teenager who grovels a lot. You watch him in the Clone Wars, the 2008 series, and for the most part, he's a well-rounded adult. Then we go back to Revenge of the Sith, and he's a whiny teenager, except he's like 20 in his mid-20s. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) It's as if when George Lucas thought of all this stuff, he didn't think about the part in the middle. Or he changed his mind after the fact. And no, I think, he never would have done that. No, Lucas was a, a boulder in a hurricane, folks. He wouldn't budge. Mm-hmm. But I think what you have to do is you have to make Anakin likable. Because and then, like over time, like they did in the Clone Wars, Anakin starts to be lied to by the Jedi. And I th- or they start doing things that they start to betray his trust time after time again. And that becomes part of like indicative of the larger problems the Jedi have. Like, I think that's something that a lot of people have missed is that, like, when Obi-Wan talks about the Jedi in, in the original film, he's looking back at it with reverence because he was part of that problem. Like, everybody looks at the fact that, like, I know everybody loves the character of Obi-Wan, myself included, but, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda were part of that problem. Like, they were, they were part of that structure. Wasn't there that- a new thing now that, like, Yoda was actually, like, basically straight up the biggest cause of them not finding Palpatine or uh, not catching on to him is like the new thing. Well, I think he was, was he's, he's Jedi grandmaster. So I think Hold there on, is part- let, let me see that video real quick by people. I don't like, no, no we're not, we're, no, no, we're not going to, we're not going to reference other people's fan theories. That's no, that's oh no. I'm seeing if it has the little thing beside it where it says, Oh, like, I bet new can- canon update. But I think that's the thing they should have gone. I think if anything from the Phantom Menace, you have to do more with the Anakin. Like if you're arguing to do a love story, which obviously love stories with births are protagonists for the original trilogy, you need to make the Anakin Padme thing work. And it needs to be there from like the very beginning. Like like they don't have to be like Phantom um, I'm sorry, Attack of the Clones level flirtation flirting in, in, in my revised version of the Phantom Menace. Oh, but there sorry. needs to be a little bit more of a foundation. It's Yoda. It's confirmed that Yoda blamed himself for the Sith's return. Well, well, by the time Order sixty six is over, who else is there to blame? You probably count all the Jedi with one hand. They're still alive by that time. That's a lot of fingers on one hand, then. What after after Order sixty six? We have Yoda, Obi Wan, Kanan, the the guy from Jedi Fallen Order who, that we still haven't talked about. 
And um and um Quinlan Voss. Oh, what's her name? Ahsoka. So well no, she's not a Jedi. Not a Jedi. I'm no Jedi. <sighs> Whatever. Quinlan Voss is still alive, apparently. No, is he? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah, he I think is. he's still alive. He wasn't in, in Legends. I forget I forget um I think after. he's still around. Whatever. What I'm trying to say though is that uh who else could Yoda blame? Uh Starkiller. He's around. Yeah, huh. In, in, Zeng- in Zenger's mind, he's still around. He's there. So every night, Zenger's like has a conversation, kind of like the end of Titanic with Rose. It's like he only lives on now in my memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Can like I throw we, another copy of the game off my balcony. Yes, but before it's just we a pile of them on outside the house, <laughs> outside the windows, it just slowly it's like there's like a window now. It's completely like just eclipsing. <laughs> Oh god! Um, no, and at the very end, at night, Zenger has like I guess he falls asleep. He has all these like picture frames of Star Killer in different poses as the camera slowly <laughs> swoops by. Perfect. And every night they go inside the uh, what was what was his ship called? The Rogue. The Rogue. Uh, uh, oh man, that's that's a good. That's a good. You didn't know. I and, like, should. And, and slowly, as the camera pans into the ship, and we see all the characters as Zenger walks into the ship, and, and for some reason, it's playing uh, the Titanic love theme. <laughs> Inexplicably, he's playing the Titanic Perfect. love theme. Um, but yeah, Phantom Menace fixing. Uh, the other thing I would fix too is that, like, I feel Obi Wan should have more of a role in the Phantom Menace, other than just being. I know, I know, uh, Jorge was keeping his role to a minimum because he'd be more of a focus in in the subsequent prequel films. But I do think that, like, maybe Qui Gon should have died earlier in the film. Oh yeah, that's his ship's name, the Rogue Shadow. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going edge lordy enough with my thinking of what it was called. <laughs> oh boy, but what do you think about that? The idea, like, is Qui Gon necessary in this? <sighs> I feel like okay, Qui Gon's a necessary character in the fact that he's kind of one of the sole things that saves that movie. Is he's a very interesting character that we don't really get that too much into. And he's kind of a Jedi that's not a jet that kind of doesn't do the Jedi stuff. So, do you feel we should have had more of him, or should we like what? Okay, what is your what is your fix then? Like, should we should we have had more of him? Should they maybe have combined his character? Like, like maybe we should have a thing where Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon are combined into one character called Obi Wan Kenobi. I stole that from Red Letter Media. Stole that from me hitting my head against the the table. Um, <laughs> I because I, I, I thought I thought you were trying to do a word pun there with your little name jokes, and I was like, uh, no, no, he didn't. He really didn't. He just went straight for it. Um, uh, nope, no puns. I I like Obi Wan and Qui Gon being two separate people. That that's the problem. There's this weird thing of. Do they find Anakin, or is Anakin someone they can just have, like, that they meet when he's a little older and he's already been part of it? Because the thing I was going to say is, you could still have the, if you wanted to not change it too much, you could still have him do the Padre stuff, but he manipulates and uses the Force during it. Or something to show that he's very strong in the Force. And that, and that that he kind of uses it during that to help him. But I think that's... That's one of the things I like about the Phantom Menace, though. I, Anakin, it's implied that, that I know it's subtle, but it's something to where maybe it shows him like actually reach out, like pulls a ship to the side, like 
Qui-Gon sees that and he's like, wow, he's very powerful, but he's obviously angry inside and, and he could go down a dark path. But I don't save him. Well, oh, that- I'm saying all this out loud. <laughs> Excuse my monologuing. I have medication for that. Um, Excuse my monologuing, non-existent C-3PO, because in both my things, he doesn't build C-3PO. That's, yeah, that's fan service. That's really fan servicey. It It's super fan servicey. Even though I'm going to be freaking putting a foot in my mouth later when we're watching, um, when we're watching Rise of Skywalker, and it's like that's the important data we need to get from that C three PL unit. Is he was built by Vader? Do you think they're actually going to reference that by name? I don't know. If they do, I I feel bad for whoever's sitting beside me in that movie theater. Oh god! What would happen in the audience? Because they're going to be mo- taking a ride what? on that chair as I throw it. <laughs> I like how that's your knee jerk reaction now. For anytime you don't like something in a movie theater, you literally rip the chair out of the theater and start throwing it at the screen. No, it's never at the screen. It's just oh. one side. Oh, okay. I got to point at the screen afterwards and yell. Oh my god! Can you imagine if that happened to the Rise of Skywalker? Like C three PO gets all of his memories back, and he's like, "Oh no, Darth Vader is my father." Oh, oh god! I think they'll actually say something like that. Like, "Oh no, Vader's now my father." Um, you you think they'll actually go that low? Like, like do like, like again, oh, Vader. I- <laughs> I would be sorry for anyone in the row of seats. <laughs> oh my god! I could. The problem though is like I could see them doing that though. They make a Vader. I like I am like a C three PO saying something like, "Oh no, now" or something like, "No, I, no, Vader's my father." Oh jeez. Oh god. I I hope a toy ruins this for me. Oh my god. Because I will buy that That's... toy and I will smash it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> You'll show who's boss by buying the exact same thing you hate. <laughs> oh my god! Um, okay. I'm gonna become like Chewbacca mom, but for C-3PO toys. <laughs> You'll wear an ill-fitting mask and become like internet famous for a weekend. Yes, by destroying them. Oh, you have to beat the guy who's like what lighting uh, Rose Tico toys on fire. Oh yeah, that person. Um. Okay, back to this. I think. Oh, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi. My thing is that like Qui-Gon's interesting, but I don't know what to do with him. Like, like how like if you are gonna keep him around, how much more of a role? Like, I think maybe in a way you can even merge Qui-Gon and Sifo-Dyas into this, like into the same character. Oh, yeah, it's like Zinger brought this up on a previous episode <laughs> where it could have been him who formed the clone army instead of Sifo-Dyas making Obi-Wan question why his master was doing that. Well, I was trying to. Be I feel subtle. like you set me up. <laughs> Much like Anakin during the pod race, I'm trying to be subtle in my ways. I'm trying to uh, show my prowess and understanding of Zanger, but no, he's going to point directly to it and say, "See, Zang- I Zang- was right." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember even when I was younger. I remember when I saw Attack of the Clones, and I heard Sifo-Dyas. I just thought that was another name. I thought it was like an alias Qui Gon used. I feel like I need to put like a thing of balloons above me that says Zanger was right and pull it every time. No, only happening during this. I'm never right at home on anything. <laughs> It'll sit there and collect dust. Oh, jeez. That's too bad. Um, 
But like, I think that would make. I only think about those. Like, you also don't want to make Star Wars too incestuous. Like, you want to have like as like, I That's something I gotta give. That's Phantom why Qui Gon works is because if you make it Obi Wan Kenobi, it makes it too It makes it too much. No, but what I mean though is if you combine Sifo Dyas and Qui Gon into the same character, that's fine. At least we know who he is. No, okay, but maybe you bring, maybe you give Sifo D, maybe what you do, okay, that's the weird thing with Star Wars, though, is, like, you don't want to make it so incestuous, where it's, like, the same, like, six characters always involved with the same things, but, like, I feel like if you do bring Sifo into this, you make it a little, you make the world just a little bit smaller, like, should, like, would you, if you, okay, Sanger, if you were in charge here, would you bring, like, Dooku into this to a certain capacity? No. No, you keep Dooku out of this. Yeah, keep Dooku out of this. Like, keep him out of this all the way up until, you know... Attack of the Clones? Eh, maybe have him in there. <laughs> have have him be in charge of the clone army and all this stuff. So you make Count Dooku Cypher Dias? Yeah, why not? No, wait, that no! Interesting. Why, what, no, why not? No, because... Because... Because you have to have... Qui-Gon be Sifo DS. Okay, so, okay, you, you're still hung up on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. But why would... Okay, because that's the thing, though. Is like, think about... like If, they, if you are going to do the prophecy in this... No! I mean, go on. <laughs> but if you are going to do that, why not give it a little... Like, and this also plays into the fact that Lucas didn't think these things out as far as he could have. Or he changed his mind along the way. It's like, why not have like Qui Gon say something about the prophecy and mention something about clones or something like that? Where maybe it's the idea of oh god, like a self fulfilling prophecy in the sense that like oh Qui Gon like reads like a prophecy about the chosen one, an army of like of oh god, like, like an army of one men. And it's like, uh, or something like that. And that and we have something like that where maybe the end of the movie, like instead of having like Obi-Wan and Yoda sitting there talking and doing like fan service foreshadowing about Anakin, have a moment like, oh, here's a, a bunch of like belongings to Qui-Gon from his, I don't know, Jedi Temple residence. And one of the things was maybe like something like alluding to clone troopers There's or maybe a lot was, of empty beer cans. <laughs> Oh, Sanger. <laughs> Sanger, you didn't pick the lowest hanging fruit for that. Oh, wait, that's right. I'll let you redo that. What? Okay. What, okay, so Yoda brings over a bunch of personal effects of Qui-Gon's residence. And what does Obi-Wan say? Oh, my gosh. There's so many Scotch whiskey bottles. God damn you, Sanger. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve that coughing fit. Thank you. If you're not going to make you do 10 minutes more straight of the one, Alex Jones one, voice. One more time. I got this. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you the opportunity now. No, come on. One more. No, one more. No, I, got this. I got this. I swear I'll do it good this time. <sighs> Take three. So Yoda brings Obi-Wan a bunch of Qui-Gon's effects from his residence at the Jedi Temple. Obi-Wan's like, wow, this guy has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Better not steal his daughter. Or wife. Or daughter again. Isn't that how that goes? Oh, Sanger, you monster. Thanks. Oh, God. But no, like, wouldn't it be clever, maybe, that, like, we see, like, a... a like, a prototype. Like, that'd be a great way to tie it into Boba Fett. Like, like Obi-Wan, like, opens up a little, like, chest or something. Kind of like what Maz Kanata has in The Force Awakens. And there's, like, I don't know, like, like a cloak. 
or maybe something like that. And then like he opens it and it's Boba Fett's helmet. Like, wouldn't that be great? Like, I, I know that's fan servicey. Well, it, but like, I, but like, it'd be like great said, way to tie it into be more the Attack of the Clones and the rest of the saga. It would be more interesting if Qui-Gon was behind it because maybe he didn't trust the Jedi to, you know, protect the Republic. Or maybe he foresaw something that it it makes Obi-Wan's drive in the next movie better. I don't. It, it gives don't, him something to where it's it becomes a more personal thing to him of. Of what was going on with my master. Well, I guess my other question to ask you, too, is that how far in advance are we going to set this? Is it going to be the same, like, 10 if you years have, before uh, this, this, the middle film? Or are we, we assuming do- that they meet him older or that he's already, like, been part of the, the Jedi? Like, the Jedi's found him and they're like, whoa, wait, he's just really powerful. I'm not, I'm I don't not know even why t- I keep doing a weird British accent for when I'm doing Jedi's. You're trying to do an Alec Guinness impersonation, literally. I'm trying is, to do an Alec Guinness impersonation. Your Jedi impersonation is an Alec Guinness impersonation. I'm doing an Alex Guinness impersonation by way of the Beatles. <laughs> John Lennon slash uh, Alec Guinness. They're both British, but yes, it's it's. I, I'm doing that weird. I'm I can't do it now because I'm thinking about it. I just gotta naturally come to it. No, but like what I'm trying to figure out is like, is this gonna still be set like? 10 like 10 years or what set it further years? back why not set it even further back and have them be older so, so that I, so that magically obi-wan doesn't all of a sudden turn into a freaking like skeleton then how then how would luke okay so then what how then when is luke luke born because luke has to be 19 by the event they can the still be show. that and that can happen once they're older because so anakin's did, having children when he's 60 I didn't say that old. Just saying he could have been a little bit older. Once again, if you play into my theory of Vader didn't realize that the his 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 chicky doodah got knocked up and was like, oh no, I'm pregnant with twins, and he's like, I seek more power and leaves the room. But I do we really want that in a Star Wars movie, Vader being like you gotta look at it this way too. What, Vader like, being an absentee parent. Well, okay, look at what happens to Luke Skywalker. Okay, the, look at the fan reaction. Luke Skywalker has a very brief, minuscule lapse in judgment, and the and, and at least, oh god, twenty percent of the fandom refuses to forgive the film or refuses to forgive that interpretation of the character. If you have a moment in this where Vader is a deadbeat dad, but he unknowingly is. It would be unknowing because Vader didn't even realize he had kids. It doesn't matter. A deadbeat dad. Is, okay, look at what happened. Okay, let's take another example. Look at the movie Close Encounter of the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like Richard Dreyfuss in that film is a deadbeat dad. He leaves his family. Spoiler alert for a film that's almost forty years old. What? It's, did you ever see that movie? Ironically, with my love of UFOs and aliens, I have not seen it in its entirety. Okay, but I've like, seen it in parts, but I've never sat down and watched from point A to point Z. Okay, spoiler alert: Ro- Richard Dreyfuss. I, I has do a know family. that part, though. I just wanted to be stupid. He has a. <laughs> Thank you for laying that out for us. But he has a family. By the end of that film, he leaves his family and goes and like he he goes gallivanting with the aliens. And like Wouldn't Steven you? Spielberg, maybe after I've made my mashed potato thing of like a uh, Monument Valley. Perfect. But like Steven Spielberg has kind of disowned that film because he finds it abhorrent that a father would leave his children to go galvanting. 
like across the cosmos. And I think Lucas is of that same mindset. Like, you but he had Indiana him. Jones do it. Ooh. Oh, Jones did, oh no. point, point. Are we going to compare Indiana Jones to Darth Vader? We're Are you going to make that comparison? We're comparing Richard Dreyfus to Darth Vader. I see nothing wrong there. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, make your Indiana Jones point. Okay. Indy didn't realize he had Mutt until, like, Mutt was, like, 20. Well, yeah. Like, almost the same age as Luke and Leia. <gasps> it's, it's as if the same people who made that movie also made these movies. Gasp. Oh, man. But uh, that's what I mean, though. Is that, like, if you are going to set these films so far in advance, it's like... I get it. Luke I, and Lucas kind of boxed himself into the corner was making Luke 19 years old by the events of the, uh, the original trilogy. So like revenge of the Sith has to take place 19 years, but like you did, yes, you have a valid point Zenger. Anakin could be like 40 when he has the kids or when he, or when Padme, also, why does Padme have to be older than him? She doesn't. That's okay. what I mean. Well, she does in a movie to be a senator and to be somebody who is, you know, someone who can drive the story. But she doesn't, though. Like, Padme pr practically has, like, no role in The Revenge of the Sith. Yes, she's a major character in The Phantom Menace, but her kind of her prominence in the prequel trilogy diminishes with each film. And that's the thing I think would be interesting, too, kind of like the idea that, like, wouldn't it be interesting, like, not to make Padme the villain— but you have her, like, part of, like, we haven't even talked about what Palpatine's role in this hypothetical film would look like. It's like, wouldn't it be interesting, maybe? Him sitting there going, everything's going according to plan. Just keep well, cutting back to him doing that. <laughs> sitting in his chair right below the uh, air conditioning vent? Yes. But, like, wouldn't it be interesting that, like, Anakin is, like, a happy-go-lucky Jedi. And, like, he gets introduced to Padme. And let's just assume the same Jedi rules are in place where they can't, like, like be like fall in love and things like that. The thing is that wouldn't it be interesting that if Palpatine somehow is like inter like influencing Padme and deliberately kind of putting her in Anakin's path is a way to lure him away from the light side of the Force. So like you do that with a combination of power and all that. Like I don't think making Pat like I think it would give Padme a much more uh, like a meaty role instead of making her like the doe eyed heroine. You make her something almost like a a oh god like a, not I want to say evil force but something that's there to corrupt him, and it's not there to corrupt him in like in a a, a evil way and kind of this bleeds into what happened in, in Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. But you make his passion for her more of a thing. Like, like you look at Attack of the Clones and she has Ooh, this is getting too love story for me. Action, evil, <laughs> him craving power and ignoring I, I, women. I, I, I think you need a love story because, like, I—that's I, one element of this. I, I miss that's from the, the heartbreak of it is that there is a love story and that he abandons it to go seek out more power. But I know, but that, but you need to establish said love story before you can have him. You can't just have him being a deadbeat dad right out of the gate. But you, you can can't. have, you can have the love story start to build, but also at the same time, he's also getting opportunities to become more powerful, or at least opportunities. I know, but but. 
uh, but to make a, in proper screenwriting terms and how a story has to unfold, if you are going to have that moment of the romance crumbling, it needs to be at its highest point before you do that. You just can't have this have them holding hands. They drink too many wine coolers. She's pregnant. Then he goes, oh, I need power. I need to go to the local gas station to get some power. Yoink. And he's gone for the next 20 years. You, you, you can't have that. You need you Well, just, it could be something to where like she finds out she wants to go tell him and he like doesn't show up to the like rendezvous that, they're supposed to have. You can't have him being a deadbeat dad. I that's not gonna work. Cause that then you start to take that's a Luke Skywalker about to kill his nephew moment. You make you make the character like, yes, if he's Darth Vader at that time, if he's the Guy who's already slaughtered a bunch of of, of uh, children, like yeah, that I can get behind. But if he's still like uh, pre Darth Vader, okay, evil, he, and he doesn't meet up with her to go slaughter children. Do I win now? <laughs> I like that as an idea. I like that on uh, a personal level. I like that, but I don't think I'm so happy to tell him he's gonna he's gonna be a father. Cut to him zoom 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 through younglings. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And Padme's like sitting there picking out the colors of the baby's room. <laughs> oh, we're monsters. Oh my god. Uh, uh, no, like, I think that's like the romance. I think the romance, you need that, you need a better foundation with the romance. And I think Lucas completely fumbled that in The Phantom Menace because there is no romance. It's this weird sort of like thing between a 14 year old and a 9 year old. looking at each other like, ooh. Like, why couldn't Lucas have made him, like, 13? Like, why couldn't he have been, like... Like, think of, like, Edward Furlong from, like, Terminator 2. Like, make him look like that. Like Make, make him, him Edward age. Furlong. Perfect. At, at, he, at age, he was in 1997. So, like, seven... Like, how old was Edward Furlong? how What year was Edward Furlong born? Uh, why do... Why am I having to fact-check this? There's you're, actually just me and you, so... You're fact-check, Sanger. That's another one of your many personalities. Oh, okay, fine. I guess I gotta do a voice now for this one too. No, you you don't. But I was just I was just giving you a name. You can do a voice if you want, but what it doesn't come with the hat and badge. Oh my god, time has not been good to him. <laughs> he drank too much Super Sith Vitality. Oh, he didn't drink too much. He just chugged it. Wait, his active years of acting are two years ago. Zanger, what year was he born in? He was born. Hold on, wait. Ah, uh, technically, he was born on August second of nineteen seventy-seven, making really? him currently forty-one. So you have been twenty when they were making this, hypothetically, the Phantom Menace. Even that, I can get behind. Well, no, Lucas. The thing is that, like, Lucas doesn't want to make. Ah, uh, he was he was in uh, Detroit Rock City at the time. So, if you want a reference to how he would look. Either, you don't need to do a voice. No one's asking you to do a voice. Either watch that or uh, Edward Norton's American History X. Now, that, folks, that'll be the next April Fool's or the, the May the 4th episode. We'll talk about American History X. What do you think, Zanger? Like, I know you, so you basically just want no romance. They're just together inexplicably, and he leaves her for no reason. Well, there's romance, but it, it becomes very one sided. But how? But how much are you going? Okay, how are you going to proceed that though? Uh, you don't in this one. But it's the first film of the saga. You 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 set it up sort of. 
I guess. Yeah, okay, how? But, uh, Hold hands. He gives her a daisy. By having them meet each other, but he's older. And it's oh, like a sign to guard her, maybe, or something? I don't know. So it's essentially the plot of Attack of the Clones. That he he gets close Dang to it. her, and he finds her intoxicated. I did say that, that that whole thing was pointless in that movie. Yes, take all that and put it in this movie. Perfect. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's a clever idea. I think what you do is that maybe what you do is you make Attack of the Clones a little bit different, but you make the plot of this is that like you said, I don't know. I don't know how you find Anakin. I haven't even figured out how we would find Anakin in this. But for the sake of your, I'll I'll, I'll piggyback off your argument or your theory. Is it? Let's say he is a Jedi. He is already a Jedi. Uh, pa- pa- let's a say Padawan. very a very promising Padawan. Sure, sure, whatever. It doesn't. And experienced pilot too. Okay, <laughs> great. We have to have that because it doesn't work otherwise. But let's but let's not automatically have him be an experienced pilot. Let's let him let's see him develop that over three films. The problem with that line of dialogue from A New Hope is that like we meet we, him we in cling the to it like 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 a like a child to their parent, pretty much. But so it's the really idea that like pro child episode. Well, sure. Um, this is coming from the guy who's the parent here, not not the one that doesn't have any children. Exactly. Like, let's say Anakin's a Padawan learner. Who knows if he's already Obi Wan's uh, apprentice or if he's Qui Gon's at that point? <gasps> he's Qui Gon's new apprentice after Obi Wan becomes a Jedi Knight. Then when Qui Gon gets killed, he takes over for him. Cool, fine. I'm I on board with that. I got there. And what happens though is that that let's say that happens rather early in the movie, like I've already said. And so, and let's say, but who kills what, him? I don't know. Something happens. Somebody kills. Let's say it's Darth Maul. It doesn't matter. We haven't Maybe. talked about Darth Maul yet. So I know. Like okay, That's so let's important. say let's say Darth Maul kills him very early in the movie, and because and let's just say at this point Anakin is about like let's say he's 13 years old. Padme's still around, she's 14 And so Anakin and Obi-Wan Are assigned to protect Her After what happened And so he's in, and Obi-Wan goes off To kind of solve the mystery, much like Attack of the Clones, but Anakin Starts Who's to fall this in love assassin? with her. I'm gonna go put on my Sherlock Holmes hat again Yes, but it's gonna be Darth Maul this time And Darth Maul is the Phantom Menace dun, And that's dun, dun, who obi and Obi-Wan is hunting the Phantom Menace. Wouldn't that be a cool idea for a Star Wars title? The Hunt for the Phantom... Oh, I guess you can't do that. The hu- that sounds too much like uh, the, hunt for the, Red o- what, the Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Can't do- I, I think be the Hunt for the Phantom Menace. Or Hunting the Phantom Menace. And that's what you do. You have them together. Obi- Anakin is close to her. And they're both in the same age. It'd be very believable that a 13-year-old would confess his feelings to a woman wearing a sexy BDSM outfit and is willing to throw away his entire future. It's much more believable for a 13-year-old to say, I wish I could wish these feelings away over a 19-year-old who's been doing this for a decade. Yeah. I think what they should have done was you fold a lot of the plot of Attack of the Clones into the Phantom Menace. You make the second film in this called Star Wars Episode Two: The Clone Wars, and you basically boil down the entire arc Anakin has in that TV series into that one movie. And then you have Revenge of the Sith where Anakin basically is like 
Jack Nicholson from The Shining on the verge of snapping until the very like final moment where something happens. Maybe it's the pregnancy that puts him over the edge. Maybe he is like trying to like balance the duality of being the most powerful Jedi with the idea of having like a secret family life, and that's what makes him snap. Instead of him like trying to protect Padme, have him trying to balance it until Palpatine does something to him that makes him snap all at once. I, I I like more more Palpatine manipulating. But that's what I mean though. Like you have that be you have Palpatine do it too. Again, let Palpatine be the puppet master. Let him be in the background. And let it be like in much like we discussed a couple weeks ago, let it be ambiguous how much of a role he has in all this. Like that's one thing I have to give Jorge credit for. It's kind of fun to think how much of like Palpatine's fingers were in all this. And like I think that's a question that's shown up a lot in the last couple of years. Is that like what's Palpatine's true form? Is Palpatine like usually a normal human looking dude, or is he that shrivelly, like like Monster mash looking character I, He just hides that with the human Facade and when Pal- and when uh, Windu hits him with his own lightning That causes the facade to kind of melt Actually fun fact Normally when Palpatine did presentations And stuff he actually Had them um, digitally de- I mean make him look more Human Less monster mash Yes. So I guess that gives you your answers He's trying to hide behind his oh really? Work. I didn't think they ever gave an answer to that. I I Where thought you the Clone Wars. Are you, say, are you just saying that, or are you I thought just, the Clone say, Wars kind of alluded to that. I don't think so. Because because when um when uh when plot device not Starkiller meets him, he's like not um <laughs> he's not in his evil form. You mean in in Rebels? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I like how we went from Clone Wars to Star Killer to Rebels. <laughs> There's a lot of leaping there. I, well, I think bouncy that's shoes the, on. I think that's the thing though with Palpatine though. But like, it's weird. Like, I know I remember Paolo Hidalgo years ago being like, somebody asked him that, and he's like, "Oh, isn't that a fun mystery?" And it was like winky emoji. I feel yeah. like 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 he would disguise himself a lot of the time. But I think it's the idea that like, who? I think Palpatine just. Uses whatever is at his disposal Whatever resources I don't I think it's like Oh At this current moment Me being a kindly Old man Will help me get Ezra Bridger Yeah but But that that's the thing Edward doesn't I mean Bridger doesn't sit there and go You don't look anything like Palpatine No but I think it's the idea that like A kindly looking old man it would be much more likely to convince Ezra To open up the portal between worlds Or whatever Or the world between worlds much more than the visuals or the the face of Monster Mash. Uh. That's why I mean, though. So, like, I would imagine, like, if Palpatine was going to confront Ahsoka or Maul during the Rebels era, he probably would have had the Monster Mash look. But, like, if he's trying to convince, I don't know, um, Ezra, like he did in Rebels, he would keep the kindly old man persona. Well, how did he confront Maul in... Um... He confronted Maul as Sidious. Well, we don't know. He's like he's like cloaked the entire time. Like he's hooded. We don't see him really. But he went in with the cloak and everything. But I think that's just because he's trying to hide his idea. He doesn't want anybody knowing he's there. Uh, okay. Like maybe like, like we kind of discussed. Wouldn't it be great? Like we have Palpatine has this whole intricate plan. And then like there's like a security camera on Mandalorian that catches him. And then it's like the Star Wars version of like TMZ. Is this Perfect. Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> Is this Emperor Palpatine at this nightclub? 
Wait a second. That was a joke from Detours, I think. Oh, was it? I feel like that was a joke in Detours. <laughs> right? We're stealing from a show that never got aired? No, we're stealing from a show that needs to get aired. Don't forget, everyone, May, May 2nd is Detours Day. Yes, only uh, 300 and was, what would that be? It's next year at Leap Year. Three, 341 days. <laughs> get ready now, people. We need to, we need to hit the streets. Uh, make signs. <laughs> so, okay, we've already kind of, dis- we've discussed the romance. We've discussed Qui-Gon, Sifo-Dyas, Dooku, Obi-Wan. How does Darth Maul in uh, Palpy factor into, all, in- into our revised version of the Phantom Menace? Um, I'd still like him to be there. Who's he? Oh, of course Palpatine's got to be there. But I, I would like for there to be a little bit more from... Um, I know this is something that we discovered later, but Darth Maul is kind of an interesting character. and He's a cool-looking character. Yeah, but he becomes more interesting the more we learn about him later. In this how, movie, he's just kind of there going, we will have a revenge. But that's, okay, but how much, like, if you look at Star Wars, it's not until the sequel trilogy that our villain is getting a lot more backstory because if you look at both. Well, I don't. I don't want backstory trilogy. from him. I just want. Then how do you make him interesting then? Okay, there was a thing that Yoda said that Yoda and Obi Wan said, to, or Yoda and Mace Windu said to each other about the Sith. Okay, always two there are a master and apprentice, which was destroyed though the master or the apprentice. I think it was blatantly obvious which one was destroyed. Make him seem like he was more capable than just because he just seemed like he was a Sith ath- assassin more so than an actual like. I don't know. He took on. He killed the Jedi Knight. I would imagine a Sith Padawan or a Sith apprentice. I, I'm just saying. I I would like to have had more from him than just but like how? have that fight. Have him survive into the next movie. So you make him the villain of the entire. You make, you make- him a continuing villain. But then introduce so Dooku could still be introduced, and then you think Dooku's the the big bat, the the master. Then, so you think Dooku was eventually turned into Palpatine? Dooku would still be Dooku, but have something to where they're sort of uh, um, rivals. That it's yeah that they become sort of rivals to each so other. You, so you make Dooku the Ventress. Of the prequel trilogy, in the sense that, like, he's like, like somebody's a Sith assassin, and it's like they 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 get yeah, and that he that there's something where he doesn't he kind of falls out of favor with Palpatine, maybe, and that Dooku's somebody who like serves his plans better of building this army and leading this army because he doesn't want this freak show of a guy leading it because he's like you're more of an assassin type. Him being like the face of the of the. Of the separatist and leading them wouldn't be something. Oh, okay. Whereas Dooku's more of a formal individual, and that's why he kind of gets pushed out there. He could still go join the underworld. He could still technically, actually, genius, he could still do everything Maul does. Who's he, Dooku? Maul. I just said he, Maul, could still do everything he does. Okay, and what's that? all of his story plots still still have there. He could still want revenge on Sidious for abandoning him or killing so him. What, so once again, what we're saying is episode two should have been called 
Star Wars Episode Two: The Clone Wars, it had Maul's like character arc from the Clone Wars folded into the film. Well, of course, the problem is the way that the I mean, we're we're talking about this movie all of a sudden becoming like five hours long too. No, I think I think what we're doing is we're kind of like like you already prefaced this whole conversation with. I think we're reimagining the entire prequel trilogy with data that we have already too. You can oh, yeah. still make the we're clone armchair wars. quarterbacking. We could still make the Clone Wars the series and then have it fill in. I don't think so. No, I, I don't. I okay. I know everybody's has everybody's hot now for TV shows over movies, but I don't think that works. I think I still think TV is still a second rate medium. I, that's why you have it do still a lot of the other stories that could you be don't, covered you, in the main. You, no, because if you do, it's called efficient storytelling. You don't need to fill in gaps if you tell the story in a lean, mean fashion. I still think the idea is episode. The plot of episode one should be Anakin is already established as a Jedi. Already established as a Jedi. He's 13 years old. He's he's a qui- he's Qui-Gon's apprentice. They've been master and apprentice for a couple years. I don't know. I don't know when they start taking Padawans. However young they can start doing this. They've been they've been master apprentice for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Very early in the film, uh, let's just say in the first third of the movie, make it like a Janet Lee and Psycho. Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn is killed in the first third of the movie. Makes you wonder, oh man, Lucas is really kind of doing things differently. Again, Lucas is the, the, the filmmaker maverick. He's going to do what he wants. Qui-Gon dies the first like 40 minutes of the film. And then Obi- he tells Obi-Wan, I had a vision. He's the chosen one. Blah, blah, blah. You have to train him. You have to be the one. Yeah, so let's just say the very last conversation, Obi like and we and like you already said, we have it. Obi-Wan is Qui-Gon's former apprentice, just turned Jedi Knight within the last, let's say, year. He's yeah. still trying to figure out how things work. He's coming into being a man on his own, really, for the first time in his life. And so Obi-Wan can barely figure out what he's supposed to do as a as an adult, never mind do a Padawan. Very similar to what happens, what's alluded to at the end of the Phantom Menace, beginning up in or the, the prelude of Attack of the Clones. And then the mission then the plot of our new episode one would be, okay, who killed the Jedi Knight? Who would be audacious enough? And let's say it is Darth Maul who does it, but we don't know what his name is, but he bears all the calling cards of a Sith. Let's just say, however, there's some scene in this where Maul does something where it's like, you, okay. You see you you see him in and um and Qui-Gon fighting and Qui-Gon's using his lightsaber and he's somehow like good enough to where he's dodging it and doing all that and just using like hand to hand. And then the very last where well, he actually goes to finally strike him, you see a red lightsaber and it's like, sure. Wait, what? Exactly. Exactly. But it's only one single blade. We keep the double blade lightsaber. Yeah. yeah for reveal at the end. But what you, so what you do is that happens and somehow Padme's involved with all this. Let's say Qui-Gon was doing some ambassadorship to Naboo and that's where it comes out of nowhere. There's yeah. there's no there's again, I don't know how you even I don't think you have to bring the trade federation into this. I don't think you need that. No, you, you could, could you could still have them being the the ones who are putting the um putting the squeeze on on Naboo. Well, I think what you do is instead of having it be a trade federation, you have them there in the first film as some sort of you have it, you let it be Palpatine's army. You let it be uh, or let it be Darth Maul's army. Let's say you got the Qui-Gon and Obi I'm sorry, Qui-Gon and Anakin are sent to Naboo to investigate the uh, somebody's amassing like a militia of battle droids. Let's just say it's something like there's a bunch of a bunch of battle droids. There. I would like 
him to stay hidden, but I'll I'll, I'll go with your who, pitch. Who, Darth Maul? Yes. I'd like okay. to, him to be like a hidden assassin. That's why when he gets replaced by Dooku, but, no but, one we'll really get, bats but, an eye. But we'll, but we'll get that. That doesn't happen, let's say, until the very end of this film. Let, okay, or the very end of this film, beginning of the next film. I'm still working on episode one. So let's say Qui-Gon and Anakin go to investigate this 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 like robotic militia. They discover a facility very similar to what they do in episode one, where him and Ob- in the official Phantom Menace, Qui Gon him say, "Oh, it's a battle! It, it, it's a it's a battle droid army, or it's an invasion force." And you have it like that. They see Maul there. Maul's barking orders. He's talking. He's doing his Maul shtick. Uh, Qui Gon tells Anakin, "Stay here," much like what he does in the Phantom Menace with the cockpit at the end. And Anakin goes, "No, but Master, you could use me though. Stay here, Anakin." Qui Gon and and Darth Maul fight. Qui Gon dies, very similar to how Zenger laid out. And because of that moment, Anakin's power. Thirst for power begins. He feels that he was he had the power to save his master. Yet his power, the the Jedi structure or wherever it is, I'm, I'm the, the I'm Jedi were like, you can't use your powers yet. Sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> whatever reason, but they, for whatever reason, he has this sort of uh, he epiphany. feels not no not epiphany now. He no, feels no. he starts to have this like kind of um oh god resentment kind of start to uh, kindle in him. The fact that he was told that he couldn't act out, or that by by putting himself by taking himself out of the equation, it cost him his master's life, and he starts to crave more power because of it. If only he had the power. You could have him do that in front of the council, like like when they're discussing this whole thing, and they kind of believe him about the the Sith thing, but then he's like, yes. "I could have stopped," and they're like, "You couldn't have done anything." He's like, "No, I could have at least tried," and they're like, "No." Yes, and and, and, it, and it builds up to where to where he like kind of gets a little angry or something maybe. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. perfect. Yeah, on the same page. And then at this point, where again, this is and this all happens. We're at about like again a third of the way into the movie, and at this point they say we're going to assign you a new master, Qui Gon's last apprentice, Obi Wan Kenobi, and and we're not introduced to Obi Wan until forty five minutes into the movie because. Anakin is the main character of the series, not anybody else. Anakin's gonna be the character we follow through all three films. Perfect. So, and so while this is happening, they give Anakin, they give Obi Wan Anakin a new mission. They have to go back to Naboo. Obi Wan's gonna pick off where Qui Gon left, and let's just say for whatever reason that while Qui Gon and Anakin were investigating this facility, they see that uh, Queen Amidala is as a target. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. She's a target. So they tell the Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan to investigate this this new army being built on Naboo. But Anakin is assigned to protect the queen of his same age. Yeah. Okay. And they figured, you know, that's just there to keep Anakin busy because the queen has her own her own bodyguards. Again, Panaka's still there. You still have all that. So you ha- basically you have almost the exact same plot of Attack of the Clones from this point. But it's in the first film, building the foundation of the romance. Yes, the romance is not going to be as corny. Let's actually hire a screenwriter that knows how to write love dialogue. So you have that. And you have, and so the plot unfolds very similarly to what then happens in both Attack of the Clones and The Phantom Menace. Where let's say we see Anakin, like, while he's with, like, 
Padme this entire time. Let's have her introduce him to being a pilot. Let's say like, oh, we have her. I don't know. She she travels around the boo doing like peacekeeping missions, trying to keep the peace because her people are worried about this new droid threat. And while she's doing this, Anakin's learning how to be a pilot. He's 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 piloting the ship each time, and whether he's being instructed by someone like Rick Oley or wherever it is. Let's say he's learning to help pilot her from point A to B to Z all over Naboo. And by the end of the film, let's say he does get into the cockpit of whatever starfighter, and he does destroy, I don't know, some facility. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a control ship. It just he saves the day by being in a cockpit. That's all that matters. So at that point, you've established the idea that, hey, maybe this kid is going to eventually be a great pilot. And I think, and that's where the romance, and the romance is kind of, let's say they do kiss in this. And then by the end of the film, we have a scene that's somewhat like the Phantom Menace. Peace! And they both smile and wink at each other. Cut to black. And for whatever reason, Obi-Wan solves the mystery for the time being. Just walks in at the end of the movie. Guys, I figured it out. But okay, I I, 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 he okay for the record. He will have figured it out earlier, and it would tie into the (laughs) climax of the film. But I haven't thought that far through yet. Perfect. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say though is that you have that, and and through Obi Wan solving the plot, you have um, he defeats Maul, and then let's say the very doesn't kill him. Yeah, defeats him though. Yeah, defeats him without killing. Yes. And what happens is that at the very end of the film, we're introduced to like the emperor, and we find out that he's both the senator and the em- okay, I don't mean emperor in the sense of like he's the emperor too. I mean, we find out he's both the senator, the kindly senator, and the bad guy behind- he- at the same time. Yes. It's, and so the second film at this point, this is where I'm going to get more broad in my descriptions. Or even further broad than I was previously Is that at that point It's essentially, it's Star Wars Episode 2 The Clone Wars Anakin, It takes place, let's let's say it is 10 years later So Anakin now is like 23 years old, Padme's 24, they now have like a Secret like like romance and But he's now a great Wartime general He's, his, he's really honed his um, Piloting he's abilities He's become very powerful Yes, yes, he's become more powerful Um, And because of this, he's still trying Like The council still doesn't trust him So fold in some of those elements That that exist in the prequels Or the prequels proper And that's what you do And and like Zenger said, you fold in the plot of Maul And his resentment towards Sidious In the Clone Wars, the, the, the series And you have Dooku be the new face Of this droid army that's now amassed All these systems that want to separate from the Republic And you have that and so while at the end of the film, I don't know how you tie in the and maybe wouldn't it be a cool subversion of what you're expecting that instead of having a duel at the end of the film between the good guys and the bad guys, we have a duel between Qui-Gon, not Qui-Gon, I'm sorry. We have a duel between Maul, Dooku, and Sidious. Oh yeah. So you don't even have the Jedi in this. They do that not- would actually be cool to have at the end of it. Wouldn't that be a great idea if you have a duel solely amongst the bad guys as your climax? Yeah. Not the Jedi aren't there. Like that, like, and that's what it is. And then at the end of that, both let's just say like at some point something happens in this imaginary hypothetical Clone Wars where it's Maul and Dooku versus Sidious. 
And because at this point, Sidious knows Anakin is so powerful, and he's just on the tipping point of being a bad guy. Something, and, and so Maul, uh, Sidious kills both Dooku and Maul at the end of the film. No, you have to have Maul. I mean, you have to have Dooku alive. No, you don't. Yeah, because you need to be killed by Anakin. No, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't need no. And, you don't and, need that. Okay, but you need you need Maul alive. No, you don't. You don't need either. Who's going to be revealed at the end of uh, Solo? <laughs> that's that's me tapping out, folks. <laughs> tapping out, Uncle, Uncle Zanger, Uncle. No, you white, have white him flag, white maimed. flag. I'm waving it. You you have him seriously maim Maul, and Maul gets away. No, no, Maul is dead. You because you, no. you you want to have stakes. The whole this is Anakin's story. This is not the story of Darth Maul. No, because the whole point then of the well, third. Can you tell film, the internet that, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, good luck telling the internet anything right now. You have city. You you go because you want to go into that third film with it being its sole intent of it being how it's going to connect to the original trilogy. You do not need because if you kill Dooku, if you save Dooku just to kill him off in the first five minutes of the final film of the prequel trilogy, yeah, that's like weird. It's like they're setting up to have another villain. Hey, look at that robot guy. Yeah, exactly. No grievous in any of this. Oh. Or what you do is you combine Dooku into Grievous, and you have like like a hybrid character. You have like this like this I don't know sir like we go, well, this stern sharp faced looking man. It's also par- part robot. You could do that too. That's that's a matter of preference. I don't care. I still say you could have him in there as just the general of the the actual general of the army. No, I because I, I don't think you mean Grievous or, or keeping Dooku Grievous. alive. Oh. Yeah, you keep him as, a, as like because then because then yeah. he's in there for the for the third movie as the as the villain and one. No, they no, the vil, the vil, you, the only villain you need going into the third one is Sidious. That's all you need at that point. You because the whole point is at when, by the time you get to the third film in the prequels, the the mission is getting Anakin into the Vader suit. That should have been the, uh. the, the main thing because the whole point of Star Wars is seeing Anakin Skywalker turn into Vader. That is the point of, of the prequels. Seeing him fail. That's what I mean. So, like, that's why, like, one of the weirdest things Lucas did with, um, not weird, but it's, it's it's a unique choice with the Revenge of the Sith. Is that like why, like, when Anakin become like gets the black suit, it's a formality because he's already been Darth Vader for the last forty five minutes. It's like going that. Say that, but in the Lucas voice. Oh, it's all going according to plan. <laughs> Just like this delicious combo number five. <laughs> With noodles. I added them myself. Brought them but from home, actually. Have we talked this topic to death, or do you think we can get some more out of it? I mean, I, 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 I thought we were going to meet a dead end there, and then we took a turn into... And woo, let's do this. Well, yeah, because like once you have an idea for a structure, that's where it comes in. Like, I guess the whole question then would become for like Revenge of the Sith, like how would you factor in the Padme? Because the whole point is like at that point we've already spent like 
two and a half movies with Padme. So why is it like maybe he has to do something in this where like where we really see him conflicted in the issue with like power? I, I don't know. I, I really don't have an answer for this. So I know what I'm going to say is going to be really dumb and lame and uh, undercooked. But it's the idea that like maybe she's he, she could have compli- like Palpatine puts forth the thing of I have seen that she. Blah 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 could have complications with something or that, no, that I, she's I, in danger. I know, I don't know. I because then I know that that goes to the thing that you don't like about this. If it if it boils down to him wanting to protect no, her, that doesn't make no, him no, no, a no, no. Listen, listen. Okay, she's in danger, Anakin. You should go save her. Wait a second. I just got a communication from our from our armies. Oh no, General Kenobi is going to take Mustafar. That's a key strategic point, Anakin. I need you to go there. Which one will you do? No, I, I don't think. I, again, that 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 would either make him a deadbeat dad, or it's the idea that he has to protect Padme. I don't. I but don't then, think. Then he, if he goes to her, then when then when he he shows up and everything, he's like, "What happened? I, I can go get Padme now." And he's like, "He." You were arrogant in your choice, Anakin, and you lost her. No. But what hap- Okay, so what happens to Padme to make him lose her? Nothing. Palpatine oh. just lies. So he goes and protects Padme and nothing happens? No, he goes to fight. Oh, he goes to Mustafar. Yeah, of course. He goes to Mustafar because he wants to prove he's more powerful. He chooses, he chooses power. In the end, and yeah, she finds not gonna, that out. It breaks her heart because she's like, she, "But okay, that that's not gonna, that's not gonna, that's that's too soap opery, though." There's nothing. That, and and what we have isn't. I'm not saying that, but we're reimagined. We want to be better than Jorge. We we can't. We just have to hope <laughs> to hold a candle to his greatness, to the we, winds of his greatness. So let's okay. take a step back. So what would sit there step make? Back. That's still yes. Let's take a step back. My mic now. Let's take a step back and look at our options. The thing is, is that like if Anakin's entire thing is going to be power, a power thirst, because we we already set that up in the first film. It's continued in the second film because it's the Clone Wars. What would be a payoff to that? Where what would happen that would make him? That would be powerful enough that I don't, I think it's the idea that even too, is that maybe he gets so, maybe like you said, I like the idea that maybe she leaves him, but maybe it's something that, ugh, that's the catch 22 of this. How do you, cause, but I think the thing that makes this work then of him being the deadbeat dad is at this point, he's already Darth Vader. Yeah. Like maybe she, maybe and, he, and make it. He, he had the moment to redeem himself and go to her. But let's say, okay, let's 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 do things a little bit out of order. No, I don't think there's redeeming. I think by the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, Anakin has to be like an SOB. He really has to be like a royal, like bad per like almost a, again, a really bad person by that time. He's a really bad guy and we shouldn't like him. Like I think I think the moment of him killing younglings, younglings, yeah, younglings has to come at the end of the second film. Because yeah. you need to, you need to establish, like, like you have to have the moment either of him killing younglings or him wiping out the the the, the, the little shanty town of Tuscan Raiders. You need to have that at the end of the film, but it needs to be really impactful. So I think what should happen is, let's say, 
and Padme and, uh, and Zenger, I am going to be piggying, piggying, piggybacking off what you've been saying. Yeah. Let's say what. Let's say the last battle of the Clone War is going to take place on Mustafar, and we are going to change the dynamic where there's not going to be a duel between Obi Wan and Anakin. On Mustafar. Let's say the final battle does take place on Mustafar and Anakin goes there against Padme's wishes because let's say it's a really dangerous planet. Let's just yeah. say it. Like, it has, oh, like Padme says something like, oh, Mustafar is a dangerous planet. You shouldn't go there. I want you to stay with me and the babies. And let's say she's already had the babies at that point. Let's just say that. And then at that point, Anakin goes to Mustafar, fights in the battle, and something happens, either by Sidious's hands or just some part of the battle. Anakin gets wounded to where he needs Ow. to be put in the dark. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He gets wounded. It could be through Sidious. I haven't thought about this part so much. He gets wounded. Hit. Sure. He, 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 he's a really bad player at the ground is lava or the floor is lava. Uh, you stole that joke. I stole it from probably 800,000 memes out there. There, there, there. There's another joke with that right now, too. There was one. I'm trying to remember what it is. Okay, I look forward to you interrupting it right while I have my epiphany. So he gets put, he gets injured. He gets put into the suit, and Padme's horrified at what her... Oh, that's what it is. It's it's during uh, the... the um, the them, them burning Qui-Gon, and he leans over to him. He goes, this is going to happen to you. Twice. <laughs> Yes, that's folks. If you join the Facebook group, you can see that meme in real time. Aha! Um, but no, let's say he gets put into the, the Vader the Vader suit, and at that point, she's like, like she, she not that she falls out of love with him though, but she's like, look what you've done. You can't be a father to our children when you what, what, after what you how you've behaved again. The power thirst, like you said, Zenger, and now that he looks like a literal monster. And you even have her say a line of something like, like, like Ray says in The Force Awakens, you're a monster. And you have that, and he gets so enraged by that, he goes to, let's say, I don't know, he, uh, let's say she actually leaves. She leaves him, takes the children to Alderaan. Obi-Wan helps, she goes to Obi-Wan and goes, he's turned to a monster now. And he helps her. And Obi-Wan's sitting there and going, yes, he's more machine now than man. Yes, I get it, let's go. <laughs> and he takes Twisted her and evil. Come he on. Ta- he takes her on the Tanta V4 to Alderaan because it's a safe haven. And then while he and somehow it got through Sidious, or at that point, I guess it's Emperor Palpatine. We haven't explained that because I'm the Emperor now. <laughs> just just go with it, folks. Just go yeah. with it. Um he's he got Monster Mass is in his chair and he says, Anakin. I've learned that Padme has taken your children with the aid of Kenobi to Alderaan to keep them away from you. And he's like, what? And his Vader voice. And he goes and tracks them down. And he goes, we have, we have some confrontation between Obi-Wan and Anakin, or at this point, Vader. They have a minor duel, and whatever happens, let's say something happens where at this point, the Jedi are gone. But for whatever reason, or, or Order 66 has happened. And the Jedi are gone, but something Obi-Wan does, Obi-Wan does something during the duel in public view on Alderaan that causes the public to really fall out of favor with the Jedi. Like, he does something by accident. I don't know, maybe, maybe he, like, swing, or maybe he does, maybe he's the one who kills Padme. Maybe Obi-Wan does something by accident that kills Padme in a way, so it, uh. it forever tarnishes, wait, 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 for, it forever tarnishes 
the public opinion of the Jedi, and at the same time, it's Obi Wan. It's it's I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. I haven't thought again. I'm thinking on the spot here, so I can't be blamed if all my ideas are uh, half baked. But let's say something happens where it's a combination of both Obi Wan and Anakin's actions, which leads to Padme's death, and at the same time tarnishes the the, the opinion of the, of the the galaxy's perception of the Jedi. Uh. Okay, what part of that don't you like? I'm trying to think. Okay, I think you're on the right path. I think we're almost there. We're almost there, okay. We're, we're like right on the cusp of it. Okay, what so, part don't you like? Order 66 still happens. Yes. It ha- okay, it happens so far as the Jedi Order has been reduced down to just Obi-Wan and Yoda. Or at that point, who knows? Maybe Yoda or, or Yoda escapes at that point. I don't know. I'm just saying the Jedi Order with the 10,000 Jedi is gone. But let's say, for example, that like like uh, Padme... Because that's one of the things I've never bought into in Revenge of the Sith. I know that the Clone Wars explains a lot of it, though. But I never believe the idea that the public automatically is like, well... Monster Mash says the Jedi are evil. I guess they're evil now. Like nobody questions the fact that these people have been like, like all of a sudden have been in charge of policing the galaxy for ten, like for like thousands of years, and yet out of nowhere, oh, the Emperor, the, the all of a sudden Chancellor now Emperor who looks like Monster Mash says they're all bad guys now. Whoops! I guess they've been bad this the whole time. So, like, that's my... Well, it's pointed out that they were, like, in a coup to overthrow him. I know, but why... Imagine all of a sudden, like, you find out, like, oh, the Secret Service are bad guys now. And let's say the president now looks like Monster They killed Kennedy because that happened. (laughs) Oh, God. But let's just say, for example, the president comes out looking like Monster Mash and says, no, 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 I'm no longer... more like Monster Mash. We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. Um, let's say that happens. And then we go, and the, and the president says, oh, I'm no longer president. I'm now emperor. And it's like, oh, I'm now going to disband the entire police force across the entire country. Like, people would look at that and be like, okay, something's wrong here. There needs to be something where the galaxy sees the Jedi do something so bad right after Palpatine says they're bad that reaffirms the notion of what again it, it's it, it's all according to plan. It's the idea that the Jedi do something and it would lead to Obi Wan being even more ashamed of his actions. It would also feed into the line of dialogue of what Vader says in Return of the Jedi. Now. Something something now Obi-Wan His failure is complete It's the idea that Obi-Wan should do something That forever tarnishes the Jedi At the end of the third film of the prequels Obi-Wan should be Burdened with guilt in more ways than one By the end of the third film He failed both his Padawan His master and the order at large Not because he did something stupid Like he sat there like tripped on a light Like he was like handing like Pad made a lightsaber and he had it to her with the blade out. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying like he should do something, and not that it makes him the fault of all this, but he's he's kind of again his failure is now complete. That's what it should be. I don't know how. Again, Leia stays on Alderaan. Luke goes to Tatooine. That fine. I don't care. They can get there through whatever means. There's 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 easy. Plot devices that get them to their respective Corners but I think there should be Something in this that kind of Where Darth Vader Anakin really blames Obi-Wan For everything which makes their Duel in A New Hope all the More powerful 
Yes, almost as powerful as like a scene 38. Oh, God, we were supposed to talk about that. No, 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 I wanted it to be an uh, episode. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We'll discuss it, but that's not going to be an episode because that's just... Or maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. Hey, we, we can make it a whole episode. There's, there's enough there. There's enough discussion there. Spoiler alert, folks. I think that was awful. Whoa! Anyway. We're not getting into it. We're not, not getting into that. We'll save that for the yeah, episode. Um... So okay, Zanger, okay, okay. So do you agree with the idea that Obi Wan should be not again? He's not responsible for Order sixty six, but he should be the one that reaffirms unwittingly, or through Palpatine's manipulation, reaffirms the notion that the Jedi are bad. Do you disagree with that as a concept, or you know, you just said something about Order six that he's not responsible for that. What if we could do something where he was inadvertently somehow responsible for it? I don't want to dump too much on Obi Wan though. I want him. I want him to feel guilt and blame, but I don't want him causing the death of like ten thousand people. <coughs> and that's why I mean, though. Like, I still think Order sixty six should go down because it's Palpatine's plan. But I think Obi Wan's role in this should be tarn- being one of the last few Jedi, and he does something. And like I don't know, I always thought it'd be an interesting idea of. Um, this is not tied into my hypothetical scenario here. I've had this idea for a few years now. I always thought it'd be an interesting idea for Revenge of the Sith, where you see like when Palpatine has this moment where he's like, "I will reorganize the Galactic Republic into the first Empire." And I thought it would be interesting that like something's happening where like Yoda and Obi Wan are like fighting with like the Red clone troopers like in the senate building and like in the th- in the fight like oh god um boils over into the actual senate sequences or like that though and we see the jedi causing havoc and that <clears throat> just reaffirms the notion or that's, that's completely separate though to like what i've been saying for the last hour and have vader show up not okay. fully in the vader suit but a good bit of it like it's not the bottom like it, half and the top half, singer. Like there's the the full mask part isn't on. Maybe okay, you can't do Vader. Okay, you can't half-ass Vader. He's I'm, either wearing the well, suit. No, or he's no, no. Because here's why: is because Obi Wan cuts him down. Oh, in front okay. of everyone, and since he's with the troopers, it's obvious that Obi Wan's the bad guy here in this situation. Oh. Uh, okay, I can get behind and that, that. that he might start getting pelted with rocks or oh, something. Okay, I okay, I yes, I like that. I like that, but I'm going to tweak. But, but then, but then Vader can't get his revenge, and Obi Wan like can't bring himself to finish it. And that well, and that's that's his regret was he like just left Vader there. He would become stronger in his hatred. I'm I'm gonna tweak that a little bit though. I like that. I agree with that. Like ninety five. And then and then he goes with and then he basically gets gets Padme off the planet with the kids or something or I don't know. They're they're on, they're on Coruscant for this or something. Yeah. Okay. I I agree with that. But I think it would be interesting though. It's like okay, I'm gonna take and then the her pa- seeing him in that condition and just no, how. Oh, pause, 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 okay. pause, pause. I think I think okay. I like the idea because think about it. Having, I think what should happen is uh, the everything that I've already said prior. The idea of like Anakin being injured on a battle on Mustafar, a clo- the, the final siege of the Clone Wars takes place on Mustafar. He, in his, Padme tells him not to go. He goes. He gets injured. 
He gets placed in the suit. He goes, he, he wants to be comforted by Padme. She says, you're a monster. I can't trust you seeing how you left our family. Now that you look like a monster, she's in the process of leaving, goes to Obi-Wan, who's like in hiding because order 66 has already happened. He meets her at the galactic Senate building. That looks like the mushroom. Vader goes to confront Obi-Wan because he knows Padme is with him at the galactic Senate building. And like you said, Vader has like a legion. Let's say he has the 501st legion. He has the blue clone troopers with him he goes to confront obi-wan the battle spills out in during the senate thing when monster mash is declaring himself emperor and that's where we see it happen we see the fight going on and at that point and let's just say vader still has the blue lightsaber or, or, or maybe whatever i don't know and let's say the entire like you said the entire galactic senate chamber sees obi-wan fighting this new black suited person plus like you said in the comics the emperor and the empire made vader out to be a hero yeah so let's say that for whatever reason palpatine oh says, no my new apprentice my new the my my general Darth vader my, well, now, my general who is yes, who has helped over destroy the jedi. The, the, jedi. The, the, the jedi is is fighting one now. Yes, Look yes. Everyone. And guess what? You have that same battle sequence of like Yoda and the Emperor, but except now it's Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, or it's Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader in the 501st Legion of yeah. Clone Troopers. There, and there you go. And you, that, and you have your part where, again, Obi-Wan doesn't cause any of it though. And let's say during the battle, something happens and Darth Vader kills Padme. None of this she lost the will to live thing. I think that's cute and all, though, but it's not necessary. But how does Leia remember her mother, then? It, it doesn't work now. It doesn't need to work for ours. <laughs> it, it needs to. We need to fix all of it. It doesn't matter. We can't fix everything. We're not gods. Okay. But I think, okay, but you agree. You think that's a pretty good way we can sit there and do yeah, it? Yeah, I, 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 I think the the him being in front of the Senate thing works, because then, then, then that, can, that, that can rally support for Vader. Exactly. As and, you know, and, and, he's not a Jedi. He's the one that's helping me dis- help me destroy the Jedi. Exactly, and that and that's good. It reaffirms Monster Mash, um, the notion that the Jedi are bad. It leads to Obi Wan's failure. Somehow, Padme dies during all this. We haven't figured that part out yet, but we will probably next Zenger next year when we do how we're, for the 15 year anniversary of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, we'll I got out. it. I got it. They're trying to run off, and Vader tries to like force pull like a like some rubble down, and it crushes her instead of Obi Wan. There you go, perfect. There, I, I fixed it. There, we're good. Yes, in I his last in his last deed, Obi Wan is bringing Leia to Alderaan and Luke to Tatooine. Yes, perfect. Perfect. Okay, cue credits. Da, 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 not written by George Lucas. All right. I, like I think we did it. We we did it. Through so, somehow in us fixing um the Phantom Menace. Phantom we Menace we, I like I like how us trying to fix the Phantom Menace. We fixed the entire well, I, I said that was the problem. That this is the thing that was like making me drink and having me sit there and think about this was it's like, you can't fix the Phantom Menace without inadvertently causing a ripple effect where you have to fix everything else. I do enjoy the fact that my fixing of episode two though works in this perfectly. I think we should have a moment in this where, um, at what point Zanger though, do we go back and replace all the time stones? 
Is that the post credit scene with Obi-Wan? He goes back and he puts all the time stones back? Yeah. And time travel has no consequences whatsoever? Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just the old version of him suddenly shows up to the young version. He's like, how did I get so old? You're on tattooing for like a week. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, would it be fun to watch Avengers Endgame with George Lucas? <laughs> would that be great? Lucas is like watching Avengers Endgame. He's like, how on earth did this get made? And they attacked me for my prequels. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have this... Uh, this rocket raccoon, he's he's no different from my Jar Jar Binks. They're they are one in the same. I I'm not sure. But I think Zenger knows because Zenger has a Regal movie theater. You know, during the summer, like Zenger, they have like kids movies, like what, like every like Monday and Thursday for like a dollar. Yeah, and I accidentally walk in during those, and there's kids everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, what movie? I don't want to go to it. Wouldn't it be fun if we do another promotion like that, but like on Mondays and Thursdays, get to see a movie with George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love that. No, there, there was one time I went in. I think it was to see, um, to see um, Upgrade. Is that was a kid's movie? movie? No, no, no. I went to go see that, and there was like a mob of kids moving throughout the, the like lobby. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell is this? Sounds like you a know. nightmare. And I went in. I was like the only person in the theater. And I Zanger, are you just sure you didn't bring all your children to go see Upgrade? You're so <laughs> confused. Yeah, that's, that's actually what happened. Sorry, my bad. So, no, I mean, I, I think that this, as I said, I think the biggest problem was how do we fix this? Because it's kind of going to turn, do we fix everything? Yes. And that's what we did. And I'm kind of happy with with the discussion. And And you at home, what do you think? Yes, please let us know as uh, Phantom Menace May concludes. After no. quiet. Phantom Menace <laughs> May concludes. Yes, with, with us not only fixing the Phantom Menace, but the other movie. Yes. <laughs> no, not, not Attack the Clones. I fixed that already. Um, we fixed Revenge of the Sith. We fixed the entire prequel trilogy. Yes, we did. We made it to where it makes sense with the retellings. We fixed it to where to where Jorge Lucas still gets his. Yeah, he doesn't get anything. <laughs> he has to play in noodles. Yes, he does. Well, all right, Sanger, and, Gr- so, and uh, Grievous is no way. Did we kill Gre- was Grievous? Was Grievous? I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. know. He might be in there. He'll be he, a cameo. He'll wave in the background. <laughs> and this was the thing we were gonna use to defeat you guys, but it was too too ridiculous and out there. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and we'll be waiting there with all the Star Wars memes of Anakin being lit on fire. Yeah. Find us on Instagram, at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me. Zach on Twitter at Cinemodies. And you can also hear me on the Cinemodies podcast where we'll be talking about 2004's Disney Channel original movie, Pixel Perfect. Yes, everybody's favorite Disney Channel original movie about a cyber girl that can sing in a band. It's a really weird crap happens. But trust me, folks, if you like the Meet Joe Black episode, you will certainly dig the Pixel Perfect episode.
And Zenger, by the time this comes out, I would imagine you probably finished three or four different series on Zeng This. But as of the last week of May, what could people expect from the Zeng This podcast? Something nerdy related. I don't know what we're doing yet for the last week of May. That's that's like too far away. But we'll, we would have finished The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so check that out. We all, we all hated the same thing almost. Almost. All right, Zanger, what is our moment of Zang? Yeah, if you don't like something in a movie or a TV show, put a petition online. Get a ton of people to sign it. It will change everything, right? Yeah. By the time you're hearing this episode, we'll start a petition, folks. I'll have two signatures. Change the prequel trilogy to Zach and Zanger's version. Yes. And we'll nothing else. And nothing else. Oh, and before before anyone calls us out, C3PO and R2D2 are in there somewhere. Yeah. In in, in all three movies. They're just kind of there. Even more jarring than they were in Rogue One. Yes, yes. They, 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 they're only there to comment on the situation and wander off. Like, they're randomly on Mustafar <laughs> during the battle. How did we get here, R2? <laughs> Mustafar, they never tell me anything around here. Exactly. Alrighty, Zanger. Good night, but not goodbye. And I say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.